0: Love
1: Talk Radio.
0: It's been a long. They said I only got 15 seconds. A long time coming,
1: but I know. It. I take it. Let's go. Mm. Lord, I'm feeling so misunderstood. They acting like I'm bad for trying to do something good. I'm reading all the hating, it's twisting my stomach up. I'ma love them past the hating, let them know you love the hood. You told us love the orphan. These kids ain't got no fathers. Grew up playing cops and robbers, now they dodging cops and robbing. Our babies getting murdered while they still inside. They mamas feeling like we lost them, and it's kinda like my job to find them. And they so used to hearing lies, they feel like I'm lying. They think I'm trying to. Shine, but inside I feel like I'm dying, society left us behind, they was tired of trying, you can save them, but they keep denying, if they try to Ryan, some deny the void, some fill it with a drug, that's only temporary, what they need is your love, I see a change coming,
2: I gotta say something, it's just a medicine for pain numbing, let's go, uh-huh.
1: The hate is plenty The world is on your shoulders I know the weight is heavy I'm working on the fire I feel your pain, if any And it for the money Dummy, I ain't made a penny This for your kids and mine Gotta reverse the damage It hurts to fathom how young, we letting the hearse's have them How many kids would be alive If it wasn't for them so Throwing up a ticket gang sign You tell me if I'm lying Straight up, that's real talk You see the ground, that's real talk These teenagers off
2: the big shit like bad you still up. dog And they can only learn what we them. If it's only 15 seconds then I'm getting I'ma reach hey, 'em, left- hey. I'm still down,
3: of the Firesmooth Sone Network. This is Brother Seth right here on Blog Talk Radio. How are you and yours doing tonight? I truly hope that uh, that change that's coming is already affecting you and yours. I mean that brothers and sisters, I don't just do blogs or we don't just do blogs just for the sake of talking. Okay, we're very serious about getting truth out to our people and really any people that will listen um, this Five Stone Network is very serious tonight As we talk about current events From a biblical perspective One more time Current events Is it happening to you? Is it happening to yours or around you? Or around your people? Then that's what we're talking about tonight Current events from a biblical perspective And to be very honest That might sound a little, I don't know But it just simply means carrying events from a perspective we believe that the Most High is saying. Because truly, brothers and sisters, we this is a guessing game. Guessing our way through life, a lot of us, doesn't despite our age, a lot of us don't know for sure a lot of things we're looking at. And so we have to go to the manufacturer. <laughs> we have to go to the creator. We have to go to the one that set all this up for answers. Do we have all the answers? Do we have it straight from the creator's mouth all the time? Are we spot on in everything we say? Not so. Not so. We don't have it like that. But I can tell you this, brothers and sisters. We are definitely trying our best to talk about those things that we as older people have learned and uh, some things we have learned for sure. Because if you don't know for sure, you shouldn't be sharing it. We try to stay away from things we don't know about and just uh, rally around things we do know and things that work for us and things that have made us free. What are you talking about, Brother Seth? Truth. Truth. Current events is just simply life, brothers and sisters. And in life we need truth because it will make us free. I believe it, I believe it, and you should too because the Scripture says it. Well, I want to thank you, uh, brothers and sisters, Uh, we've been doing this since 2011, and I think I do this every single show, but I can't do it enough, I want to thank every one of you that have been following us, and listening, and sharing some of the things you've heard, and some of you have even parted, some of you have even been part of the history, and making these shows, Uh, some of you have called in, and, and let us know what's on your heart and spirit, and and you've been one of the ones that helped make change where it relates to the Five Stone Network, these 500 shows, over 1,000 hours of just truth going out to people. So congratulations to you, those of you that have played a part in making our world a better place. Folks, if we're not doing that, what are we doing with our time on this earth? I mean, really and truly. Let's slow it down for a minute. What are we doing on this earth if we're not talking about and sharing things? Tell uh, talk about we're in that mode of uh, counseling. I mean, of course you can always talk about things you don't know for sure, but I'm saying in terms of important wisdom to people, when you are when you have a heart to really help and uplift people, what are you doing if you're not sharing things you know for sure? Brothers I promise you Sisters I promise you On this network We're trying our best To just share things We know for sure Alright So if you want to tune in tonight And get into the action uh, uh, Tune in I mean, I meant to say If you want to get in On the conversation Remember Press 1 on the phone lines And we'll bring you on And you can uh, impart things You know for sure Things that have blessed you Things that that have made you free As the Bible said so the truth will make you free What freedom do you have in your life brothers and sisters No really What things do you know For sure That have made you free truth Well you're welcome tonight To call and talk about it Because if it, if it happened to you uh, It happened to your people Or your family Then it is part of current events And believe it or not Your testimony could be that testimony tonight That set it off what I mean by set it off That really spark faith in people The Bible says faith comes by hearing And hearing the words of the Father Some of you have gotten the word from the Father Some of you I, I'm never arrogant enough to think just just about myself Or even these co-hosts or my favorite minister only No, the Father's using any heart that'll yield to him. Regardless of color and creed. So I just thank him tonight. And speaking of the Father, right here on this Five Network, I just want to kind of just uh, just reiterate our faith and what we believe. And that is we believe in one all power. I mean we believe in one being that really controls everything. This is who Christ spoke of, his father. we call him Yahweh, some people call him Yahuwah, or uh, uh god or, or some people called him Yakwa you know they came across those letters the yod y uh, h w actually it was uh yod have uh Wav Hav That's Hebrew language But in our language we say Y-H-W-H And there's all kind of debates on what you call This highest power This supreme being the father That sent the son Not the son folks Not Jesus or Yeshua But the one that mastermind this whole thing <laughs> Mosiah We thank him. We believe in him. That's where I was going with that. And we believe that he did see mankind and wanted a relationship with them, wanted to uh, salvage what he had in the garden and uh, to bring man back into his presence, blameless, as the scriptures say, in love through Christ, uh, through his sins being taken away. And he did that through Christ, the Most High. Wrought victory As far as bringing his man back to him In his presence Blameless How can that happen brother Seth How can we ever be blameless Because the father now sees us In Christ Hid As the bible said In Christ And we thankful for it We are thankful for it And so tonight We believe also that he sent his holy spirit Up on the earth That is to lead and guide us into all truth. And tonight, don't we need truth? Don't we need truth where it relates to current events? So we believe that the Father sent this Christ who spoke of the Holy Spirit that would be sent after he ascended. And we believe he sent his Holy Spirit upon the earth. And his Holy Spirit speaks through us just like he is invited to do tonight uh, the Father is invited to speak through His Spirit. We invite Him uh, right now, uh, and if you uh, want that and desire that, just agree with me in prayer. Let's just declare that the Father will speak through us. That the Father will speak through us. That the Father will speak through us, and us meaning the caller, the host, call, so or whoever going to be sh- on the mic. He will speak and give us some answers in this wayward world. So, Father, we seek it tonight. We open up our hearts and minds to you. We seek guidance. We seek answers. We seek that truth that will make us free and help us to serve your kingdom and promote your kingdom and promote your love and promote you upon the earth. This is the best thing we have for our sisters and brothers on the earth. It's you. Use us tonight, Father. We worship you and we thank you for all life, for all things that is good and perfect. We thank you for it, Father Yah, in Yeshua's name we pray, amen, amen. If you agree with that, just say, so be it, or amen, or just shake your head. I mean it. Do it. Do it. That means you gets more power when you agree. The power of agreement So let's just agree that the Father will speak to us tonight Well brothers and sisters there's a lot happening In our world isn't it Isn't it I mean it don't matter if it's the, uh, across the waters Across the Atlantic or Pacific It you don't know, matter if it's in the Arab countries or It's uh, uh, wherever you look There's a lot happening Interesting things aren't they? Happening all around our world Be it Russia What's going on with Putin And Oh, we can just stick, stay here in these shores in the United States and just look at what's happening, even in our uh, Congress and our uh, White House, Capitol Hill, uh, the media. we get lots going on with Trump and these oath keepers. Just wherever you turn, brothers and sisters, there's just drama, isn't it? But how can we narrow it down to you? What are you going through, African-Americans, so-called African-Americans, a.k.a. Israelites, we believe? But some of you don't believe that. I understand that. That's not a problem. Still, what's going on with you? And really, that question is to the whole uh, to the whole listening audience tonight, not just the African-American, because we truly is concerned about everybody's um, pain and whatever it is. Um, I know I am. I don't want to see anybody go through uh, pain, suffering, setbacks. So this is why I try to stick with the Father and being led by the Spirit because sometimes the closest person to you may not be an African-American. It may be somebody of another ethnic group, and Father may want you to liberate them because he loves them just as well. So, again, brothers and sisters, uh, I just, again, want to thank you for your time tonight. Um, I'm not going to share as I normally do about following the show and so forth. We do it every show. So I think I'm going to give that a break and just try to get straight into the program. Um, I'm going to go to the phone lines. I think we have a co-host already in the house, and that's uh, Ella Shua, all the way in Fort Worth, Texas. So let's do this. Let's go all the way to Fort Worth, Texas, and then go to area code eight. Uh, look at this, 682-452. And open up that line Ella. Sure, want to welcome you to the Five Smooth Stones Network Brother how are you doing tonight Say hello to the people
4: Hey I'm doing well Seth uh, Hope you're doing well as well um, Hello everyone And glad to be here for another edition of Five Smooth Stones Monday night edition um, I'm going to be here quiet for a minute Because I'm still adjusting my headphones and stuff And getting my phone plugged in And make sure it doesn't go dead right.
3: Yep yep well Brothers, wel- welcome. Welcome, welcome. It's good to hear your voice is what I was trying to say. And uh just thank you for coming on tonight. I don't take it lightly. Any co host that uh join me in trying to put out truth and make people free. So, uh we're gonna maybe be joined by others. We don't know yet, brothers and sisters. Pretty much what we do these days is whatever co host you're up on the day of shows up. So y'all can get everything organic. We don't plan what to say, we don't really plan uh what we're gonna we do plan the topic is, uh, and it's always on the same on Mondays, uh, current events, and then on uh, Thursdays, uh, open forum. So as you see, that's really not a plan. It's kind of open, really both nights, because no nothing specific. So, brother Leshur, thank you, brother, and just just chime in whenever you get your mic right. I want to just um, kind of talk about what's been happening with me. Because, again, brothers and sisters, whatever is happening with you, don't think, oh, nobody else is going through that. I'm not going to say that. No, if it's happening in your home, if it's happening in, in, in your in your four walls, I guarantee it's happening up and down your street, and we call that current events. So I want to talk about something, Ella sure and uh, callers, uh, and those in the chat room even, uh, I want to talk about something that is, I am running into this a lot, and I think I mentioned this last show. But you Forgive me if I did, but I, I do want us to hit it a little harder. And here's a question I have. I'll just kind of bring it. Up, start off with a question. How can we reach our young people if they write off older people? In other words, how in the world are we going to reach they write off the older people? And it really doesn't matter if you are in churches. If you're older, as a rule, uh, a lot of the young people I'm coming across, uh, just my day-to-day, LSU, show I'm going with your line. You may want to meet me until you get that right. Uh, but brothers and sisters, check this out. In the previous years, all the way back to probably Adam, the way it worked was older people live their life. They have children. They raise their children the way of Zion or the way, the right way. Okay? Let's call it the right way for now. And they grow up. The children grow up. And learn some things, and as they walk with the Father. And I know this might sound a little too spiritual for some of y'all, but you got to understand this is a current events from a biblical perspective, not just somebody talking about current events. Our show has an aim, has a bent. We're looking for the Most High to give us answers through His Word. So, and I see Brother Elushua is back, so he'll chime in whenever he want to. But let me get out the question, brothers and sisters, and that is this. How on God's green earth when it has been the pattern for the older people to teach the younger people, and then when the younger people are older, they teach their they teach their youth and so on, and so on. This builds for a stronger nation supposedly, supposedly whatever errors and weaknesses my mom or dad had, they were supposed to pass it on. And then I inherit those same beliefs, and I'm supposed to tweak it. And then I have children, and I darn sure make sure that they don't fall in the same potholes and setbacks that I went through. So I warn them and, 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 and teach them the ways of Zion, if you will, or the way, the true way. And so when they have children, they will warn them of their pitfalls or their shortcomings or their addictions or whatever. So each generation should grow stronger and stronger, but I'm running into something that's kind of scary, and it's not because necessarily these young people uh, uh, don't want to hear us because we're talking about God. It's, they don't want to hear nobody older, at least in the world I live in. Now, I say that. As soon as I let that come off my tongue, I thought about some coworkers, and I'm not going to call y'all names. out just in case they're listening, because <laughs> I've invited them to. But uh, there are some people that sit down and listen to us talk. But in terms of really believing in what we stand for, and what we uh, what we uh, hold dear, our convictions. A lot of young people is not going that route, and it is scary. Now, I know there's a lot of things that we messed up in and they need to walk away from. I know there's a lot of belief systems we have had as older people that we found out that are not true. We know about white supremacy in our a lot of our education centers and in our churches and, and in our society, you know, we understand that. But brothers and sisters, what do you do? What do you do when young people are now listening to those that are wealthy and they feel like wealth is the new morality, wealth is the new standard? I kid you not, I cannot get away from this topic. Every time, seem like every week I'll say it like this, I'll, be, I'll do it the safe way. Every week as I go to work and, and, and encounter younger people, and I'm talking about 35 and under pretty much, I keep hitting this wall where people are acting like I'm outdated, how I want to raise children, my, my views on uh, corporate uh, punishment, my views on homosexuality, my views on uh, everything. They are, I'm hearing through more than one, more than two, more than ten, more than twenty. I'm hearing, that's the thing in the past. You know, uh, we're not going that way. We're not going. You know, y'all was more passive. And 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 we are the. It's like we're promoting hate now. I don't. I can't say we promote it more than anybody else, but a lot of young black people is walking in hate, brothers and sisters. What are we gonna do about that? Our young people have developed a hate for those that once enslaved or oppressed their their parents. And this hate I think is impeding their progress in life. Especially when the people it's that prophetic I believe that. I think you're right, Elisha but I think it's impeding their progress because they've got to go to these same you've got to deal with these same people and, and even, even as they do they may hate us as well but when they see us they have a smile you can't do business with, the, with people you consider the enemy as long as you call them the enemy you've got to be even clever with that LSU I think you got something to say on that we have to say on that I mean our young people ain't trying to hear us on, on, on a lot of fronts right now and it's scary can't get no um, more current event than
4: that. Can't get no more current event than that. I, um, and Seth, you very seldom ever will see or hear me attempting to make a plug of something that I've done, I do, or I'm promoting. But in the last two years, I've written a book called PG. It's called Parental Guidance. I took the title from the um, movie industry theaters, that is, that when you go to see a movie in the movie industry, about 30 years ago, they started identifying certain things about a movie for parents, for parents could determine whether they wanted their child to do this movie or not. And one of the things that I was puzzled by was the very thing that you're speaking of, and that is the actions, the behavior, the attitudes of succeeding generations that followed us. And... As always, I sought the scriptures for answers, and this is what I found. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 11. There is a generation that curses their father and does not bless their mother. There is a generation that appear in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. There is a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes, and their eyelids are lifted up. There is a generation whose teeth are as swords. And their jaw teeth as knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. We are living in that generation, and it is not isolated to just the the, the so-called black community, but it is a worldwide phenomenon because the scripture has declared it and decreed that they would be. And when it says that last verse, there it says who uh, uh, there's a generation whose teeth are swords. Literally, those people are the elite of the day. Now, we can identify with the youth in the first few verses, and then there was a verse that followed thereafter. Um, and it's speaking in the same regards about the the, 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 the division. Um, we're in those days. So literally, um, the, 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 the behavior, it doesn't shock me anymore. Because I was just thinking about this when you wrote about when you said the show was going to be a uh, uh, current event. I thought about this, and that is that any believer's mind, the most current event and thought process of their particular life at this particular point in time in history should be that we are narrowing and getting closer towards the end. And what is my responsibility and obligation? What am I supposed to be doing in the kingdom? Because it says the Bible, uh, I think Paul said it, he said Work while it is yet still day, because night cometh when no man works. When there's going to be not an opportunity, there's going to come a time where we won't be have an opportunity to be able to share and confess and exchange the truth and the gospel, because those days are very much quickly approaching us. Even in this country, we are nothing but another election away from going into literally civil unrest. So I would just say that literally... You know, we're just in some bad times And I know people when they hear that They say, well, that's just being negative Well, if that's the case, then throw your Bible away Because everything that I'm stating Is coming directly from the scripture You just heard me read about this present generation That curses their father and does not bless their mother I've heard many people who are called So-called who Israelites, the younger ones Who they will despise the works of MLK And other men who would go before them But in all of this there is a, a light at the end of the tunnel because there's another prophecy that says that <clears throat> the Most High is going to return the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children of the sons back unto the fathers. So therefore, the Most High in his foreknowledge saw that this day was going to come where there was going to be this division where the youth are going to disrespect the work, the wisdom of the elders. And that it only because literally another thing, too, when we talk about wealth and, and, and when the conversation is about that, we have to realize that, Steph, we had a community. We literally are like the last generation that came forth out with a sense of community and our upbringing. What happened with these people, These this, this generation, is that our community has been invaded by outside forces via the Internet. Absolutely. And those voices are very powerful and very influential. About, 20, about 15 years ago, the number one rapper on the scene, and is still in terms of sales, when it comes to Diamond albums, sold more than anybody on the planet other than Michael Jackson, is a guy named Eminem. And Eminem was not just being listened to by white people. He was being listened to by black youth, too. And Eminem was very, and his music was very, very contemptuous. apparently. Apparenthood apparent. And his music was very explicit to that point. But that guy was the number one rapper in the world for about eight years straight. As I said, he is the number one selling artist. He has sold more records than the Beatles, the Rolling Stones. The only person he hasn't sold more records than is Michael Jackson. And that, and like I said, so those forces came into our community and invaded our community that was pretty, it was solidified you know, there were certain things that were that were common nuances to what we do and what we don't do. I was listening to this guy named Brandon who played in this movie uh, Big Mama's House with Martin. And he talked about how his life went in the ditches when they convinced him to put on a, a dress for a role. And he was talking about the changes that had, had taken place. Because it's real simple. is that these people came in and they had agendas and they knew what they were doing. And the watchman on the wall was not doing their work because the watchman, just like the scripture says it in the book of Revelations, the watchman had become deceived by the possibility of rich, of riches and wealth. See the reason why I come, Seth. You, I, you, like it may appear that I may have this thing against the church. The church is the watchman on the wall. There's no other entity on planet earth that God has instituted among man to be there for the care, the watchful and, and the evangelizing and salvation of man but the church. The only the church is the only institution in any given culture on the planet earth that is specifically ordained by the most high. No other institutions are. And so when the, so when the church fails we need not look in shock and surprise when we see our communities begin to unravel and fall apart because that's the thing that sustained us. And when Brandon T. made that thing, he said, the reason why I I think that affected me so bad is because in our culture, in our community, in our ancestors, and according to our God, putting on a man to put on that which pertains to a woman is an abomination. And he said, and so I was flourishing professionally and in my career, he said, my personal life went in a dump. I went into a place of hell. And when you look at Martin Lawrence, a man who had so much fire in his voice in the first part of his career that literally, before, after Martin did that first movie, the person changed. A lot of people thought he had had a mental stroke or a breakdown. No. These are forces that have come into our community and they have sent there for no other purpose but to steal, kill, and destroy. Um... A lot of black people right now literally believe when we say the word Illuminati that literally we're conspiracy theories and we're talking about something that is only a figment of our imagination, but they don't understand that that Illuminati is more influential in their children's lives than they are, and they are influencing them through a medium of music called hip-hop and rap, it's and that music, is, that music is absolute destruction. It is self-destruction for black for the people in the black community, and that's what's pumping into their mind. And it's not just the lyrics; they're promoting a way of life, a life that 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 thinks is godliness, and that literally they worship at the idol of they worship at, at the idolatry of greed. That's what the whole music industry is about, and they are paying these people because they have the money to spend to do all types of. The, kinds of despicable acts because they know that they're influential to this current generation. And I'ma tell you, there's nothing good. And when I say nothing, nothing good comes out of Hollywood. And matter of fact I said today, my next thing I'm going to research and find out the origins and behind it is Hollywood. Because Hollywood, yeah. whether you believe it whether we believe it or not, is the most influential and the most destructive force within this society.
3: I think uh I think you said a whole lot there, brother. That that was uh that shed some light on why our young people, which is definitely biggest probably our biggest current event, uh why they have turned seemed like a deaf ear to older people. And uh, especially if those older people are not uh wealthy or well set or Powerful or, you know, um, what do they say, money, fame, and power. If they don't have one of those gods, a lot of it, they don't hear them. They can't hear them. And I think, Ella sure, you just said a lot, and you I'm going I'm to piggyback off a few things you said. Social media, folks, is no joke. You know what I believe, Ella sure, I believe the creators of Facebook and YouTube probably with some innocent um, people, probably. Or maybe they had some greedy ideas, not necessarily trying to control people and all of that, just greedy folk in some kind of way.
4: I tend to disagree, I tend to disagree with you. That was exactly their intent. Uh, well, Walbert, the, the, guy who, the guy who developed Facebook, they had an interview with him and because he had to come before Congress, and he was asked this question. Was Facebook designed with the intent to be addictive? He had no other choice but to answer the question honestly because they had manuscripts of, of, of literally memos sent into office between that company, uh, Zuckerberg, that proved their point, and he said, yes, it was. And these people use Facebook as an information-gathering site. There is nothing well, well, good
3: about that
4: they understood
3: Yeah, if he, let's just take that piece by piece. Let's say it was, I mean, most business people want their product to be addictive. They want you to come back more and more and more and more. So I don't have a problem with that, but what in addition to being addictive that came out of that?
0: Well,
4: they made it into an infamous, the original intent for Facebook is to be an information gathering site. They have literally predicted elections. They predicted the people's sentiments to certain um, current events and certain political leaders based off of the information that they gathered from from Facebook. That's why come, even when they had like, there was a thing called Pokemon a few years back that, and they introduced it through Facebook and certain um, social networking sites, and they had people looking for certain clues. Where it came out to be that to find out that that was specifically designed to see if they could literally. Project people's steps, their journey, and then be able to follow them and see what they were going to go and what they do. And these people were doing this all over the country. And algorithm. They, and literally, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was, third, fourth, right, exactly. They were tasting, testing the algorithms and see what would the consequences be out of this. And, and they were using that to gather information because, believe me, when it comes to this country, at this point in time, nobody is innocent. When it comes to the motivation behind these particular sites that they're building, behind the music, no one is innocent because they all have a common agenda. We have reached that point, this re- and this But yet, in the age of information, so many pe- few people are awareness of are aware of this reality. And it's just as Yahweh said it was as as it was in the days of Noah. So shall it be in the days of the coming of man. They would be going about their business, so caught up within
3: the culture, so caught up in the society,
4: that they didn't realize that the end was near. And that's where we're
3: at. Interesting. Yeah, these algorithms is a mother. I mean, and, and, and I'm trying to, you know, like I say so often, Elshio, a good moderator tries to think what are people thinking that are not going to press one to come on the phone lines. What are people thinking that's not going to go into the chat room and, and ask a question to make a comment? What is the bulk of your listeners, Brother Seth, really thinking about what y'all are talking about? So a good moderator will try to peep that. And then I believe this. This is for them. Do I believe that every single person involved with networks like Snapchat, um Instagram, you know, all of these social platforms—are they all Illuminati? I, I don't know if I could say that. Do they want to make money and greedy and and will? You know, I think a lot of them start off, but once they get powerful, the government, the New World Order takes over, over what they're doing. I just believe it. See, they can have good intentions and have all of these ways to network and have programs because they have these programmers that write that says hey uh, you know uh, do we have can we get access to your uh, phone numbers on your phone so they do all this to create uh, a presence and then they start networking with your friends it could be an innocent thing at first but I believe
4: in the case that of Facebook, the United that States government started Facebook. Zuckerberg. Was I say in the case of Facebook, it was the opposite. The United States government started Facebook, and Mark Zuckerberg collaborated with them. That's why you had a, comp- a country that when it went public, and it had been in, in existence for about 12 years without any type of adver- advertising promoting its existence, but when it went public, the day it went public, that, that, that company, Facebook, without showing any revenue coming in, any sources, was worth over $50 billion, and Mark Zuckerberg individually personally was worth over $8 billion because it was not something that was constructed simply by the intent of Mark Zuckerberg alone, but he collaborated well, with the United States. Well, what do
3: you Zuckerberg. have to say when he was, uh, uh, from my understanding, I remember the history. I'm, I'm a little rusty, y'all. It's been a while since I've seen the story of Mark Zuckerberg. But I remember he started in a university, and I want to say Yale but it could have been Harvard. And they was had it, it was used at the school there. The students was would tap into it. It was like a it was using it for relating their on campus. You are aware of that,
4: right? Are you aware of who Mark Zuckerberg is?
3: I'm talking Mark Zuckerberg about Zuckerberg is Mark
4: Mark Zuckerberg is a Rockefeller nephew. Their genders don't start when they hit college, their genders start when they come into the world. I'm they laid saying, out for them what they're gonna do. Yeah.
3: I'm just saying what it did at the college. Now it could have been mm-hmm. laying low for four years and knew they was gonna do this all along. You know how these folks are. But I'm just talking about how it started off. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm start, that's all I know.
4: You yeah, know? it
3: often it often starts
4: out for the users. For the users and, and the people who the people who you who utilize Facebook now. They have no hidden agendas. It's just a site that they go to to keep up with their friends and their families and so forth. But just like in the Garden of Eden, you always take a, a a divine ideal or you take a divine truth and you pervert it and corrupt it. The only thing different now is that these people are literally, they've read the book. They know more about the book than most Christians, but most believers do. And they understand people's penance for, for, for uh religion and politics and so forth, and all they do is exploit it and manipulate it. These people are masters of mind control. Literally. They control people so much. I I was listening to the thing about Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer, everybody knows who that is, the man who was raping young boys, killing them and then eating them. And then I was listening to the story of the young man who actually killed Jeffrey Dahmer in prison, who was there, and he was there on a murder charge himself and doing life. And when they asked him, why did he kill the, 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 the two people he killed? While they ended him up in prison alongside Jeffrey Dahmer? He said, "I heard a voice tell me to do it." And the voice was persistent never let up. And it was the voice of an entire family. And he said, "So when I got in close proximity with Jeffrey Dahmer, that same voice told me to kill Jeffrey Dahmer." Now what's crazy is that strange man has went on to write poems, He does music. He, works, he, he literally contributes to the federal staff of prisons and, 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 like, how they should be controlled and how they should be operated and so forth. We're talking about an absolute genius, but he heard voices. And a lot of these people have given themselves over to Satan. That's a hard pill for a spirit-filled born-again believer to accept that a person could work Satan with all the passion and heart that we worship the great I am. But they do. And they're more committed to it. That's one thing I can say about people on Satan's side who consciously worship him. I'm not talking about people who just transgressed the law, but I'm talking about people who consciously worship him. They are more committed to their beliefs than believers are to the most high. And that's why come, they're winning. Yep.
3: Yeah, well, I think they're winning on some fronts, Elashore, I think they are. Um, I think they have the masses of people deceived, so they're winning in terms of sheer numbers. But in terms of effectiveness, uh, um, I think they're losers. You know what I'm saying? I think that they got a lot of people deceived, but those people, they don't really have them. They, they, they're like. Searching. They know something ain't right. and are not at peace. To me, that ain't, that's not success. They can be taken they, by the Most High. They at any give name. As soon as they get true, they they're going to turn. So, yes, it's like, it's like, it's almost like Satan's power. Yeah, yeah, he does control the world. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. But is the kingdom of Yah on the earth? Of course it is, in the hearts of man And one day it's going to be set up a physical kingdom So is it more powerful on the earth with all its muscles than the kingdom of God in the hearts of man? I don't think so But that's just what Satan does, he always flaunting it, you know Yes, he got more numbers, yes, yes More people, you go into any business, any setting you know, and start saying some crazy stuff. You're gonna get more hollers and more support than if you just bust in your any any public place and start talking. My God, yeah, you got peoples everywhere. True, but watch how somebody walk into an establishment where there's a hundred people partying, doing whatever, or just maybe not partying, but just they all can be on a certain persuasion. And watch what happen when that believer open up his mouth. It's like a sword. It just cuts. It makes them feel bad. It makes them want to sometimes want to kill that person that's righteous because that word is so, it's, it's, it's like one can slay a thousand, ten can uh, slay ten thousand. And that's the way I look at it. I, don't, I think they're winning on some front. I do think, I ain't stupid now. I do think they are winning in terms of numbers. vast majority of the earth is deceived. They don't know the scriptures. They don't know the Most High. That's a win. But when they do see that true believer, ain't nothing like it. We rattle that. We rattle their whole world. We rattle their whole world when they talk to us. When they hear us. Just this blog right now. Things you said just. Just what you said right there If you don't say nothing else We end this show There's people that heard what you said And they unsettled And they're going to be unsettled Until they get some things answered Because they just heard you So which one is more powerful What they was living in their life Doing the things they're doing Or this little old blog What you just said We rattle the wicked We rattle the wicked You can see a light A tiny light all the way up in the airplane All this darkness, you go up in the airplane, you can see a little old light bulb 6,000 feet up in the air. Give me some feedback on that.
4: You know what? If you talk to pastors today and you ask them, brother, with all the truth in this book, why don't you preach it?
3: Why don't you
4: pastor. Why don't you preach it and teach it? And eighty percent of pastors will tell you, people are no longer responsive to it. They reject it. They said that there are some things that in this Bible that are relative to this day. That if I speak on it, it will empty my church. That tells yeah. me the Bible is really the Bible is fulfilling itself. It says because they would be no longer be able to endure sound teaching. But they were heed for themselves teachers for teaching things that they want to hear. And that's what's taking place. And like I said at the beginning, the light on the planet is the Ecclesia of the Most High. And the Ecclesia right now is operating and being sustained by nothing but the remnant, Because it is people like you, people who are listening to this show, who have hope. But my only concern is that we make sure we put our hope in an eternal Savior, an eternal Messiah. And I express the words eternal because too many people think and having hope that one day they're going to find heaven on earth. Not unless you die as a result of your witness for the word will you ever experience heaven on this earth in the state that it's in. The world is getting darker. We're moving, we're in the prophetic age. We're in a highly prophetic age, but most people are not sensitive to it and aware of it because they're so caught up in the things of the world, and that's why in the scriptures clearly say that Satan is the God. He is the prince of this world. I often Christians here say, well, God's in control, and I said, I beg to differ with you because if God's in control, he has a very poor report card. I said, Jehovah I Elohim, the creator of heaven and earth, it's not the God of this world. If you think this is the way God runs things, then you have a poor image and poor perception of who the Great I Am really is. What you're looking at is the world of Satan, and our only job is to preach the gospel of the kingdom. But yet we have let a certain entity. As a part of the world, population deceives us into preaching a gospel that is so inconsistent with the truth that it does not have any more effectiveness. It's having no more impact. and we've taken this vain in vain and far too many are holding the truth in unrighteousness because we ourselves sits up in the pew of the church, we're so seduced. By the things of the world. We want the exact things that the world has. He said you're in the world, but you're not of the world. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. You're in the world, but you're not of this world. We are aliens to this planet, people.
3: Absolutely.
4: And we, our job is to preach the gospel of the kingdom. Because he said that when this gospel of the kingdom is preached throughout through all the world and to every ethnicity Then the end should come
3: okay, The let's gospel do this. has been
4: preached for 2,000 years
3: Let me do this let, let, what, what, For those listening Because I know somebody And they're going to just be happy when I say this Because I know they're thinking it What is the gospel of the kingdom? What's the difference between what they're hearing? Tell us what they're hearing And then tell us mostly the answer so they already been heard it. they already know what you're gonna say, probably because they've been hearing it, so tell us what they've been hearing a little bit, because, you know they've already been hearing it, so you ain't got to say the whole thing
4: what they been, well, what, what, they been what
3: is it they need to hear like you've been hearing this, but here's the gospel of the kingdom you've been hearing this, but here is the gospel of the kingdom you've been hearing that well here's the guy now just just so so everybody know. I do know what Ellen Shore is talking about myself personally, but for those of you that are listening in and you're saying, what is the difference? What is the difference? Because I, they're hearing people say what you say too, right now. There's a lot when of people, people here about the kingdom. I mean, I'm, I'm just if on you, Facebook alone. Go ahead.
4: If you were born in the last 1,700 years, every cent, the institution, and the birth of the Catholic Church. What you have heard is the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you read the the gospels from Matthew to John, and I mean every single word, you will never hear the Messiah instructing his disciples to teach or preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Only one man was given that assignment, and that assignment was given to to him to teach to the Gentile people. And that was the gospel of Jesus Christ. He even said it himself. He said that you are babes. See, if you got the gospel of Jesus Christ, and if that's what you're oriented in, as a believer, you are a child. Because even he said it about the Corinthian church. He said he said that I he said because there's so much carnality among you, and it shows that you're that you children. He said I suffered no nothing among you except Christ and Him crucified. He said because you could not endure strong meat. The kingdom is the meat. When Jesus came, the Messiah came, what did he tell in the Great Commission? When he went forth and he was tempted of the devil for 40 days and for 40 nights and he came out of that temptation, it said he went forth from that time for preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. The gospel of the kingdom is expressly what it says in its definition. It is a kingdom versus a religion. A kingdom has law. The first thing the gospel of Jesus Christ did was exiled the law. It told you that the law was obsolete, that it was no longer applicable for those in the New Covenant, when actually the New Covenant actually expounds that very definition of what the covenant is. So if you, a kingdom just like this kingdom, of the United States of America, there are certain holidays in which we celebrate that are common to our existence. And the kingdom of God it is the same thing, and it's called feast day. But 99% of Christians have lived, and some of them live to be 80, 90 years of the old, and they have never, ever celebrated a God-given, commanded directive of a feast day. Because they're not in the kingdom, they're in a religion. And there's a distinct difference between a kingdom. If you want to know what the kingdom is, just look at your own country. Look at well, the Roman well, Empire. Well,
3: hold on. Let me let me kind of.
4: And one last one. One last one. One last one. Seth, that word that you use and you say church, the root of that word is a Greek word, and it it means ecclesia. It means the gathering as a political ones a called out body of believers. We turned that into a religion. Seth.
3: Well, yes, your exact words were they not? They're not. In the kingdom they in religion I want to comment on that
0: no, they, Well I, let
4: me correct that let me, Before you comment let me correct it They practice religion Many are in the kingdom many are not They practice religion But many people who practice religion Are actually in the kingdom Because when Jesus told his parable Of, 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 of severing the distance Between the wheat and the tare But well, guess what the tares were actually In the kingdom but that's why he said that he will come and he will expel everything that is not of him out of his kingdom.
3: Yeah, and I think because because it, 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 cause I was in it, I was in it, in it, meaning I was practicing. And and probably, if somebody came behind me with a white glove, they probably still see some religion versus kingdom uh, behavior. I don't think so, but. I guarantee if they follow me with a white glove, I'm probably religious at times myself. I just think it's it, it, it's it's a, I just thank the Father, Elishua, for His Son. I thank Him for Yeshua. I thank Him that our sins have been blotted out. That don't mean we just go and live in the old kind of way. Y'all heard Paul. You hear Apostle Paul lay it out very clearly. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that this grace may abound? How shall we that are dead. dead to sin? We are, we are dead to it. You know, let's not just, we are dead to it. He said, how shall we that are dead to it continue to live until it? If the Father made you dead to it, why would you continue to walk in it? But he did make us dead to it. So I thank the Father that we're in Christ, and that sin has been taken out from us in terms of us, how the Father sees us, but he has commanded us to mortify our flesh upon the earth and not be caught up in religion, not be caught up. Uh, uh, stripped in the hands of this new world order, not be caught up in lying, stealing, cheating, all of the sins that the scriptures talk about, all of the the things he warned Israel about, those same laws I believe we still keep for the most part. So I just thank God for grace of hearing you because I'm saying, man, you're throwing where, you, where you're saying and what I've been saying for years about uh this whole takeover of uh, this whole Christianity and Catholicism, if the Father really came, El behind us and, and really with a white glove and just said he was going to just not have much mercy on those of us that are religious, none of us will make it, brother. I promise you. this I promise you that Catholic Church and uh, what they did to the Scriptures, they did a number on humanity. We would, none of us would make it. Remember, brothers and sisters, those of are listening, and again we want to thank you for tuning to the Five on Network again. Tonight we just talk about current events. Yes we are. Uh, can't get no more current events in the church and it's influenced on our every move and, and our behavior. Even if you consider yourself not a part of the church, ain't thinking about the church, wouldn't be caught dead in the church. It's still its influencing Morality around you And a lot of your views You may not be aware of that But it's the most powerful institution On the face of the earth If you're on the earth You're affected by the church some kind of way Believe that But uh, El Ashur is uh, laying out How that a lot of us That are supposed to be the answer Are supposed to be the leaders Are supposed to be uh, The mo- the model for which the world looked to and, and, and get and learn of the Father, how we are uh, poisoned by Catholicism and, and Christianity, uh, Christianity, Constantine Christian, I should say, because some of us that follow Christ as he followed the Most High are also labeled Christians. And so we don't have nothing to do with what Constantine and, and what he was trying to do. And let's you elaborate on that right there. Because a lot of people hear you, man And you're saying a lot of good things And my my only concern with you And it's just me personally It doesn't have to do with the person on the line They may not think like me My thing is I feel like people ain't going to hear you uh, Hear the things that you're saying Because we really need to walk away From a lot of things we practice in Christianity like the holidays versus the holy days. A lot of things we need to just say goodbye to in Christianity and walk in the higher truth. I'm with you 100%. But I think sometimes when people hear you, you are so pissed at this whole system. You're so pissed at these leaders You pissed. That's the proper word. You're upset. You can't. And so am I, brothers and sisters. Let me just get it straight, because I don't want to be like y'all. Have been hearing me, and uh, I really am too. Matter of fact, if my pastor took a notion to hear me tonight, he would say, "Yeah, he is," (laughs) because I cannot seem to agree with this man on too many things. We agree who Christ is, who the Father is. The Bible is true. But I just, I just pray for my, pray for me and my whole church, so-called uh, fellowship experience, because I'm not doing good. I'm not far from where LSU is at. We really are on the same page. Uh, can't stomach a lot of these preachers and churches that uh, it's just fear. They don't want to talk about certain things that they know is true because they feel like it's going to divide their church. And, and I, I know LSU ain't got much mercy for him, but because I have things in my life that I'm petting, that I know is sin, and I know I won't kick it out, and throw it out the window, and, and get it out of my house like the Father has commanded me to, I don't come down on these preachers at heart. But yes, I'm with LSU. I'm very frustrated with men of God. I had a pastor to tell me. I know we are Israelites. We are so-called African Americans, she meant. I know we are Israelites, but I can't preach that. She says it's not time. She said all our people are going to do is put Judah on their neck and keep going about their same ways. She said, but we do well, uh, put images before our, our babies of a black Christ. We do. We did get rid of the white images out of our church, but I'm not about to say what you're saying, Seth. I know you're telling the truth. I, I know it. You see what I mean? It's a lot of pastors. Instead, I would, I would, my re- Go
4: ahead. My response to that is when they say it's not time, that is actually the determining factor that causes me concern. Because how can so many hundreds of thousands of people around the world, even now into the tune of millions, be aware of the time? And you are a servant of the Most High, chosen before the foundations of the earth. When he led captivity captive, he gave gifts unto man, Some Apostles, prophets, evangelists, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. And when we come to the essence of what kingdom living is, is with them about to break, break down in about two minutes. Then we'll understand why. Come, I feel this way, and I do. I have a lot of mercy towards pastor so much to the point to where a man told me one time. He said, "When you influence individuals, you influence individuals. But when you influence leaders." you influence and impact whole communities. He said that when you influence a pastor, you don't influence an individual, you influence and impact the church. The man who told me that is hosting this show. And I've come to understand that we must, like my children do to me, we must hold leadership accountable. And we must under distinction, there's a distinction between Likeability and accountability. Because I hold you to be accountable for that which you are responsible for, for whom much is given, much is required, doesn't mean I don't like you. And we are not accustomed to people calling us out and checking us on our mess. And that's why so many prophets have been rejected, because the profit is perceived to, to be a person of only negative energy. Well, that's his purpose in life. That's why God gave him life. What did he tell Jeremiah? He said, I've called you a prophet unto the nation. He said, what did he tell Isaiah? He said, show Israel their sin and their wickedness. And so we reject the prophet, but we're so embracing of the pastor because the pastor cuddles us and tells us all the things we want to hear. And the prophet is the daddy in the house. So the prophet says, get your behind up, go wash them dishes, go take out the trash, Do what you're supposed to do. And so that's why come. people like me, who happen to be nothing according to our own will, but according to the will of Most High, who were designated with that particular from the the foundation of the earth, we're not the most likable people on the planet. Because whenever we show up in a church, there's only one reason we're showing up there for. It's for guidance or correction. And we live in a society where well, I just read the scripture where, where people do right is in their, what is right in their own eyes. But when we talk about the kingdom, the apostles came to Christ and they said, now first let me read you Acts 1.3. It says, to whom, I was talking about the Messiah, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion, after his death, by many insalable proofs, being seen of them 40 days, and speaking of things. Now, remember, he's about to be lifted up. He's about, to be a, he's about to ascend. So he takes his last 40 days on earth, and what does he talk about? Not the gospel. He says, pertaining to them to the things of the kingdom of God. Then it says, it came a time when he says, when will you restore unto us the kingdom of Israel? And what was his response? He said to them, is it not for you to know the times or the season which the Father has put in his own hand? But you receive power. But he tells him to go and wait. He said, you, but you should receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you should be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all, and all Judea and in Samaria and to the other most parts of the earth. He answers the question. The kingdom that we serve is not of this world. And it's present manifestation and dispensation It is a spiritual kingdom. And you can know you're in the kingdom by one infallible proof, and only you can answer this truth. Me, Seth, and everyone listening, only we can honestly, from the core of our heart, answer this truth. Is your life subjected and submitted
1: completely
4: to the Holy Spirit. Because you are not your own. You've been brought with a price, and the price of the Messiah's blood. The Son of the Most High God, the creator of heaven and earth, came down off of his throne. Clothed himself in manhood and died on a cross for the salvation of your sins, that you would not go to the lake of fire. And that means that you no longer own you. He does. The Holy Spirit is the imperial viceroy of the kingdom. That's why, I come, the scripture says that his laws and statutes and commandments would no longer be just in a book, but he would write them on the table of our heart and put them in our minds, because there is no kingdom without laws. There's no government without laws. That's why in this government we have an entire legislative body committed to that process. So when we're talking about we're in the kingdom, the first question we have to ask ourselves, are we really subjected and submitted to the Holy Spirit? When we go to make a career decision, is that our decision based upon money or is that the decision of the Holy Spirit?
3: And now, for your let, let me say this again. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna. It's just not us again. If you're on the phone lines, or you do want to ask a question or make a comment on any topic, not just what we're talking about, folks. This is current events. We are not locked in on one topic. But if you have a question on this particular topic, press one. Uh, if you're on the phone lines, I mean, if you're on the internet, you're listening to us, and you didn't call the phone number, you just on, you listen to us through a link. Uh, Remember, you can call us at 914-205-5590. One more time. One more time. 914-205-5590. And you can ask myself or LSU a question about anything he's saying or myself is saying. But I have a question, brother. I have a comment. You were saying that you have to be sold out. And uh, I may get in trouble this comment because my sister and I, if she was online, she would definitely be throwing throwing stuff at the phone saying, I agree with you, But I want to say this because I can't say, Elisur, that I'm sold out in every area of my life. Now, I can say this. I have um, submitted them to the Father. In other words, I say, Father, this area, help me. It's a sin. This is something I shouldn't be doing. This is something I've been struggling with for years. And a lot of times I'll pray that prayer and, and I'll get strength to say no. To I'll get I'll be empowered to walk past it. But there's other times I don't, Elashur. I'm, I'm being honest.
4: That's an indication that <laughs> you're sold out. That's an indication that you're sold out. Because if you wasn't sold out, you would not repent. If you weren't sold out, you would do it without any remorse or any second thought to it. That's why the Bible says that, that for some people, God gave them to a reprobate mind because they were so given to it that they were no longer sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. They did what was right in their own eyes. But the fact that when you do it, you feel conviction is a result. That's a sign of your salvation. That's a sign that you're born again. And the fact you follow up that conviction with repentance, Brother, that's why I come you sold out, because that's why I come it says in the, in the Gospel, in the, I think in Second John, it says that any man say that he is sin is a liar. For all is sin and fallen short of the glory of God. But when we sin, we do have an advocate with the Father, that if we're faithful, that, it said that, we, that if we confess our sins before him, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The clause would not be in the scripture if there was not some perception foreknowledge, knowing that even a born-again spirit-filled believer, there are times when you're not following the spirit and you are in the flesh and you get caught up in carnality, you're going to give in to sin. But he's not going to eternally condemn you because of that, because guess what? The moment you repent, he doesn't see your sins anymore. He only sees the one who's died. All these seasons of blood that was shed for that sin. And that's why Carlson is wrong, and we are right, because you have to acknowledge your sin. There's no one on this line listening that does not, that that lives an absolute 100% complete sin-free life. Only one individual in human form ever did that, and they call him Yahweh Shad HaMashiach. They call him Jesus the Christ. He's the only one. And that's why he condemns sin in the flesh to show that one who relied upon the same power that he relies upon can be victorious over sin in the flesh. Because what raised him from the grave? Not he himself. It says it's the same power that raised Christ from the dead, that if you yield to it, it should indeed mortify the deeds of your carnal body. So the more we submit to the Holy Spirit, the more we walk. I'm laying on this bed. An hour before the show, and I'm wrestling, tussling with, with, with sin in my own life. And the Holy Spirit said, you've forgotten one vital element of your victory. And that is that you can't pray one time a day and think that, okay, that's good. For somebody else, that may be good. But for you, you're called. You're called on the front line." You're going to always be encountering spiritual warfare. You need to stay prayed at all times. The Bible says men have to always pray and not think. And I realized that that the time where people, even when I was in college, you spoke about ORU. The reason why I was so admired so much for my walk, because it wasn't me. It was the spirit dwelling within me and giving free reign to express itself. Because I was always caught doing exactly what the scripture says, praying without ceasing. We have the power and the ability and the authority of sin. It is our responsibility to access that option. And many of us are just too spiritually lazy to do it. We don't have no problem when that white man or whoever that man is says, you need to hit my clock at 8 o'clock in the morning and you don't leave until 5 or 4 o'clock in the evening. We can comply to that. That just shows our immaturity because the objective of the most high for every human being as being submitted to the Holy Spirit and to be self-governed by the Holy Spirit. That was his intent all along.
3: Powerful, powerful. For powerful. us to be
4: self-governed as we submit to the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm going to say. You don't have a need powerful. that to any, another man out to teach you because you yourself have been given the Holy Spirit. He wants us to be self-governed, but all of us are not at that maturity level. And that's why churches are so vitally important Because they nourish the young in the faith They build them up in truth They build up their most holy faith Hearing and hearing by the word of God That's what builds them up So when you start corrupting that particular entity You have corrupted the foundation of humanity
3: Yeah, I mean the church sets the stuff As the world goes so As the church goes so goes the world LSH, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. You know, I I I just know how people think and I know that the things that I've said they were thinking that and uh I just like to just be a voice to not just us, you and I and how we think, but how people listen to you, what kind of thoughts are running through some people's mind. Brothers and sisters, I would like to L. S. I'd like to take a break at this point, take a short little break. Okay. Allow need to do some things and uh We'll be right back. But listen, I really appreciate uh, the thunder tonight. Um, just all you're passionate about what you believe, brother, and, and uh, I think I can speak for this brother and just say he just wanted pure form of worship, just as the Israelites was commanded to share the work to uh, with the other nations. Just a, a, a more perfect way, uh, because the nations always knew of the Father. They did. They just rebellious and. And, of course, the Father made a covenant with Abraham to bless his seed. And so that seed was supposed to bring a more pure form of worship uh, before the nations to where they can worship the Father without all these distractions. And Christianity, traditional Christianity, has been a distraction of a lot of what we do in the name of Jesus or in the name of Yeshua. And we've got to purge ourselves not from Christ, not from the Father, not from the scriptures, where not from one dot taken from the word, one dot taken from who Christ is, and one one jot, jot, or uh, one <laughs> one. Uh, what does it say, uh, 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 brother Ellershaw? What it says uh, d- d- in the word? Not tittle. How did it go? To not change,
4: not one dot or one tittle, which means a cross of a T. One
3: change. dot or one tittle. Thank you, I was I was yep. needing that. But anyway, brothers, let's take a quick break and uh just gonna put a little bit of uh, a gentleman that uh and we'll be joined by another co host when I come back. I think I see uh brother Purcell Porsche. He's gonna be joining us after this little short break. So uh we'll be back with uh Brother El and maybe Purcell Porsche and myself as we just uh finish up this current event uh, program. The second half of it. I'm gonna play a little bit of Coolio, y'all. Hope y'all ain't too safe to hear a little bit of Coolio. It's instrumental. You know I can't do the lyrics, but he did. Uh, coolio did one thing, y'all are sure. He woke us up to to a lot of young people, and maybe not you, but a lot of people didn't know what the streets was really all about. until they heard games and, and you parables. should, have,
4: and you should, and you should hear the, and you should hear the last words that he spoke before he died.
3: Really? Oh well, I know he it tried to blow, reveal. Um, I, I know if you're talking about Julio revealing uh, the uh, breaking oath, I, I, that is some. Is that what you was going to talk about?
4: Yeah, he, you know he, he he revealed the the whole
3: thing. We talk about we talk about Illuminati.
4: Now remember, Julio. Was in, that, was in that industry for over 35 years. As Brett Seth just said, he was one of the founders of that youth, of that movement and made it a, a national phenomenon in the music industry. And he was in that industry for 30 years, and his last words are not much different from Prince's last words. When Prince died, the last thing he put on... Oh, his words, no, 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 no said, don't, give, don't,
3: don't tell it yet. We're going to teach him. Okay. We'll be right okay. back, <laughs> All right Ella sure is All gonna right break down Coolio. But this is Coolio's little instrumental. I didn't do the the, the lyrics, y'all, just a little instrumental. We'll be right back. Get you two to the bottom. <laughs> Try to you already know, I was to move my computers <laughs> and uh, do a couple other things, kind of wet my But the more, as a rule, the more co-hosts we have, the less Brother that have to take a break because I'm doing as much talk, When I'm doing a lot of talking, I have to drink, and I like it my drinks hot, so normally I have to warm it up. Anyway, we're back. Tuning to the Fox on Network. I'm brother Seth. Yeah, Brother Elishua, all the way forward. And we'll be joined, I think, by Brother Purcell Porsche. Uh brother show your line is open and brother Purcell Pershey, let's go ahead and go to him. Yes, Coolio passed away if y'all didn't know about it. And that's why I was paying a little homage to him by playing a little tune. We're gonna talk about him here in a little bit though. Uh Erico five one three, three three one, Brother Purcell Porsche, are you there?
5: I'm here, I'm here, I'm
3: here. Well, welcome, brother. I Good to hear your boy. Best. What's happening? Likewise, Well, say hello to yeah, Ellis uh,
5: What's up, brother Ellis Shuler? Hey, what's going on, brother? Uh, How you doing, man? I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. Hey, this job is keeping me out of the loop a little bit, but... uh, I brought my headphones so I sat I would plug in. And um man I plugged into fire, it sound like Brother Ellis Jewell. <laughs> talking about talking about the believers uh studying to show themselves approved. <laughs> yeah, we got some yeah, it it's it it's no doubt. that yeah, we got some lazy things. It ain't no doubt. Um let we you're talking about praying, you know we don't even we don't even want to contend for the faith, but I don't want to come in with all of that, you know what I'm saying I just that's a passion of mine. I think the very first scripture that God taught me when i was when I got saved was second Timothy two and fifteen study to show yourself approved a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, and that's been that's been my staple since I've been saved. I wow. mean so much so that it would bother me. It really wasn't none of my business, but it would bother me when the saints would show up for service and not bring their Bible. So what, what as I grew in the faith a little bit, what I began to know is that it was the preacher or the pastor was their Bible, and that was good enough for them because they began to quote what the pastor said and not what the word said. So me being, I'm not, I wouldn't necessarily consider myself to be a scholar, but uh, that, that's very important to me, that scripture context and all that stuff because that's the way, that's the way a lot of the saints are misled. Because they don't know the word for themselves So whatever the shepherds tell them They go with it You know And and find out later on That They've been in error all along So Mm -hmm. they have to Yeah so they have to uh, They have to Unlearn Everything that they've learned That's right It happened to me that's how I know it's true it happened to me. That's how I know it's true.
4: You got to study right. the word for yourself. Study the word for
5: yourself. You and, and you know what? Know. When you actually, when you study the word for yourself, I'm sorry, it might get a little loud. And y'all walk out the bathroom. Again, I'm at work, and I apologize. Um, matter of fact, you guys go on for just a minute, and I'm gonna pause you, and I'm gonna go over here and deal with this radio.
3: Well, appreciate okay. you, uh, and, and, and again, uh, y'all. That's uh, Brother Piscella Perche. He love the show and love co-hosting. He actually is at work while he try to do the show, but we always appreciate his input when he can. But uh, what do you think of what he was saying, Alashua? And then I want to hear what you have to say about Coolio.
4: Well, he's absolutely he's absolutely right. Um, and for those people who are who have had, it's been. You're accustomed that you go to church You don't much study the scripture at home You go and you hear a sermon And you use that sermon As your point of reflection for the week Or your connection With the most High. Understand this That there will become a day Where you'll be judged for the things that you did In this physical body And at that time you cannot come and say Well my pastor taught me this and my pastor taught me that Because the scripture is very clear Work out your own possession, personal possession. Work out your own salvation with fear and trinity. Study to show thyself approved of working that rightly divides the word of God. That, that is incumbent upon us to do, because we must make our faith and understand it in a way, not only for our personal experience, but for the purpose of witness. So that others can relate as well That is really He doesn't ask a whole lot of us But he says if I bring you into this kingdom At such a high price The only thing I expect from you Is to be a good ambassador of the kingdom And represent me among men And that's why I come up with One of the most uh, sternest commandment Is that thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain Because people are looking at our witness and that's why I come to Scripture says that I think if Paul said, don't even let the very the, the, the sin even be named among you, because what it does is it, 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 it crushes our witness. And that's literally all of the revenue and the credibility we have as believers who believe in a spiritual kingdom that cannot be touched with hands is the life they would live. That doesn't mean we have to live that life in a life of prosperity and privilege. It can be the opposite of how we deal with the opposite. How do we deal with it when we go through trials and tribulations do we flake out as the world does or do we put our reliance in the great i am do we trust in him i was in prison among 1900 other inmates in that particular block the thing that distinguished my prison experience from their prison experience is that i had peace
2: all the
0: time
4: because of the one that dwells within me and my peace was not determined based upon external apparatus. As far as Coolio, 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 again, one of the founders of hip-hop, very influential in it, and it becoming a national phenomenon in the music industry. Uh, I also played in a book, and I played in a movie, and I can't remember the movie because the song it just played, it was on the soundtrack that came from that movie. And the movie was a, was a big hit. Uh, because for a lot of people, it was like the first time beginning to see the culture of the people from which hip hop derived. And on his death, he talked about basically the Illuminati. He talked about how that you know we act like it doesn't exist, but everybody in the industry knows that it exists, and that how it has basically hijacked the industry, and music is no longer what it used to be. Now, Prince who began to speak very vocally about the music industry, said some of the similar things. And the night Prince died, he put on his Instagram, just when you think it was safe, just when you thought it was safe. Twelve hours later, Prince was dead. Michael Jackson gave a conference. And in that conference, he began to expose the influence of the Illuminati in his artwork and in the artwork of others and how it has to come a time for artists to have to stand up and resist this entity. Two months later, you might as well call it a hired for killer. He was dead. Yeah. Because remember, the people that killed him, they hired that doctor. And they hired him for that specific purpose. He was dead. Yeah. Hey, hold on. So he L. 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 sure. Short, sure.
3: Short. I think there's some people in your background talking. Dick, we can hear him real quick. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I,
4: can't, I, came in my, I came in the room where I do the show at and I forgot to close the door. Okay. Uh, so, okay. I'm saying is that we, as I said, we are the you know, we, we are the answer. But what happens? It's kind of like here we are right now. If I can paint it, if I can go back in history, biblical history, and show you a picture to give you a concept and understanding of where we are right now, spiritually, as far as this entity called the church and the kingdom and planet well, Earth. Well,
3: hold on, hold, hold on a second, yep. I'm sure. Just okay, okay. Let me tell you what I want to do, and you and you, okay. Let me tell you what we need to do, and then you make the decision. I'm just going to put it in your hand. I don't really care. I, I'm, I'm not trying to control stuff that bad. But I do know one thing. A lot of people are not even in church. I can tell you that right now. And they're not interested in being in church. Most people listen to this show our age don't listen to blogs. Our, our listening audience is from, like, 45 and up. We don't get to the younger people. So here's what I'm trying to say. I want you to finish what you're saying, but at some point I want to hit on this, my little list here. Social media, rap, materialism, this is where the bulk of people are at, man. I'm telling you, they ain't think about no church. They haven't already left. Church already got the great falling away. Uh, it's a lot of people. Everybody talk about it. Memberships are low unless you have a big church like Jake's or something, and everybody go. You even have a mega church, or you got two or three people. It seem like they're not in these churches. So to, to to just just keep that in mind, and just know how much time we got, and you make the decision.
4: Okay, real quick, I would say that you know dealing with my son, my son has not deceased made me change my perception on what I perceive to be the acts of church and people in the kingdom. There are a lot of people in the kingdom of God who never have ever walked through the door of the church. That's true. And that's hard for a lot and that's I talk to a lot of churchgoers to grasp that. But there are people who are born again in Springfield who have never walked through the door of a church. And because they're I in the that. kingdom, they're not in the institution, they're not in the religion. And I always say this is that when it comes to the kingdom, you know, um, I think that some of the founders of evangelical Christianity in this 21st century, they took the words out of Daniel when it says that the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our God. They switched it around and basically were saying that the kingdom of God has now become the kingdoms of the world. Because they sought forth to build their, God's kingdom on earth through material goods and through political means, and that's not the kingdom of God. And, again, the, the, illustration I was, the illustration I was going to paint is that if you, if you look at – there was this great standoff in history, in Israelite history. And the Philistines were on one side of a canyon, and the Israelites were on another side. And the Philistines set forth this giant, and this giant went out and paraded the strength of the Philistinian army. This dude was like nine feet tall, and he was, and he was mocking the Israelites. And here you are, you have the Israelite army, the best on the planet. Come on, people. When you start reading the book of Kings and, and read about the history of the Israelites and their military campaigns, it says that when they got news of the Israelites coming, it says that they literally began to shake and tremble. And that term we get shaken in our boots, that comes right from the Bible, speaking of people's reaction to Israelites, they were their fear. But yet here they are sitting on the top of a mountain and they're afraid to go engage battle with these people.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And the Israel and the Philistines are sending Goliath out there every day to mock them. And this went on for some time. And then finally this young lad named David, who by his father was sent on a chore to go bring food to his brothers, when he brought the food, he was appalled by what he saw. If I could use a, a, a earthly colloquial term, he was pissed off. Here the Israelites, like sitting up here.
0: You the in, the my, story, brother, you in my story, brother? You in my
4: story? The most Israelites, the most powerful Israelites on the planet, and they're afraid to go down to do battle with the Philistines because they're this giants. And when David came,
5: ah, uh, hallelujah.
4: Oh,
5: he said this one thing, Please, and it caught bye, me bye. in my spirit some 20 years ago, and I have not let it go. He said, is there not a cause? In other words, say, what's wrong with y'all? We've got to talk about the prevalence of hip-hop, the prevalence of
4: Satanism in Hollywood,
3: hold on, and what nobody you say, seems what,
4: to oh, understand,
3: oh, oh, is there hold not on, a cause? Hold on, oh, sure, hold on, hold uh, on. What would you say, Priscilla?
5: I just, I just was, uh, I just said. In other words, what's wrong with y'all? Exactly.
4: He said and what? And, and, and actually, when he said, said Thank you.
5: "When he said, Is there not a cause?' Said he like, what's wrong with y'all? Do exactly. y'all really understand who we are? Exactly.
4: And, and and that's what, and that's what, that's what. Just when you talk about the church and and this type of animosity I have, I'm like, do you know who you are? And this is the thing that, this is the determining factor about the whole story. You know how people get up and run around the church? When I heard this, I wanted to run around the church, do, do cartwheels through the church. Because he said, mm-hmm. who is this? Mm-hmm. Un, this was the word he used about, about, about Goliath. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that you would be so audacious to defy the armies of God? When he said uncircumcised, he was talking about covenant. Do you know we are covenant people? That the creator of heaven and earth cut a covenant with us, and you have the audacity to come up against us? I'm going to deliver your head to the fowls of the earth. That's good
5: right there, brother. That is good I'm going to deliver your head
4: before this night is over with. And when he went up, this is what I'm saying to the Davids out there. Who are listening to me and thinking that you have no power? And then it's just you, that seventeen-year-old boy, put on that armor and ran down upon that giant and took that giant down. The, the
1: armies of Israel. Whoa, 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 whoa,
5: whoa, whoa! Back up, back up, back up, back up. Get it? Back that up. It? Back up. You 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 said something in error there. You said. When that seventeen-year-old boy put on that armor, well, let me let me digress just a minute. Let me digress just a minute. I told you you were in my story,
0: brother.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I feel God on this. You <coughs> had to take it off it wasn't
4: suitable
5: him Huh? What's going on, my brother? I said
4: you had to take it off because it wasn't right. suitable before. Him.
5: Okay. <laughs> okay. No, this is what he said. What happened was the king set out all this armor for him, and he said, hold on. He said, hold on. He said, I can't do nothing with this, king. (laughs) He said, this ain't been proven. (laughs) So he rejected the king's armor. So he didn't put on no armor. He just grabbed what what we understand to be a slingshot and five smooth stones. Uh-oh, no pun intended. <laughs>
4: no, every pun intended. Every pun intended.
5: Five smooth stones. That's all he needed. Five smooth stones. That's all he needed. That's all he needed. That's all he like. When he talked about the really. armor,
4: he said, this armor has not been tried. I haven't tried it. This hasn't been proven. Yeah.
0: Right. But what I right. got, exactly. it's
4: been proven. I took down the bear, and I took
0: down the lion. And, and I'll take down that giant. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, with my bare hand. Let's not get it twisted. I did this with my bare hand. Okay? So, see, so, so what he, what, this is what I like. This is what I like. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I think what he was trying to do is he was trying to uh, he was trying to convey a message to the king.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: He was trying to convey the message that I don't particularly need your armor. All I need is Jesus. And these five smooth stones, and it'll be just as effective, if not more effective, than your than your armor. See, so he completely rejected that armor. But
4: and that's what and that's, was, really just, and that's what go, and that's what's going on with go many of the people is that when we try to put on them the wardrobe or the armor of Oh yeah, I got a very important call coming. Yeah, give me a break for just a second, Seth. I'll click back in in just a moment. I'm sorry. Okay, Chris, uh, you
3: was you wasn't done yet. Go ahead.
5: Yeah. So what happened? This is this is this is the point that I really want to make. Um, I really appreciate him bringing up this story because there's so many nuggets in this story. The one nugget that I really want to. Uh, I really want to drive home is the fact that it's because the believer, as we know it, we do not understand who we are. That's the issue. And that was the problem with David. Well, not with David, but David had when he showed up on the scene and said, Who is this? Uncircumcised, suicide that speaks against our God. So right away, David recognized him as an abomination. Now, let me give you a little, let me give you a little understanding of why I use that word. Because an abomination is anything that directly opposes the will of God The Word of God And the plan of God I'm going to say that one more again I'm going to say that one more again An abomination This is important An abomination Is anything That directly Opposes Number one The will of God Number two The Word of God And number three, the plan of God. And the problem is that Goliath uh, was all three of those things in what he was trying to do against the army of God. And David was so, so uh, uh, indignant. I love that word. He was righteously indignant. To the degree of which which is which is what caused him to say is there not a cause? do you not understand who we are do you all not understand that he actually is trying to make a mockery of our God do you not understand what our God has done for us do you not understand who our God is yep do you not understand that greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world do you all not understand that? Do you not believe that so he was indignant because they actually uh uh, uh presented Cowardly. themselves as the army of God, but they presented themselves as the army of God in a very uh punkish way which is where we got I remember years ago uh, people believed that in order for us to be in the church or be saved or a believer then we had to be punk because we grabbed a hold of the thing that Martin Luther King said which was turn the other cheek
1: mm-hmm.
5: and we didn't reference the terrible God. We didn't reference the kingdom suffers violent, but the violence taken by force. We didn't reference the fact that God didn't save no punk. We we just didn't. So we somehow got that misconstrued and we began to present this weak gospel. Oh my goodness, which is what Dr. Iona Locke used to talk about. She used to talk about it all the time. That was we was destroying the tentacles of the faith, and what she was simply saying is we was watering down a gospel that was supreme. We watered watered it down to to the to the degree of we would believe who we really are. Not 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 only that, but because we took that position it profaned god's name so much so that i am reminded in the book of ezekiel the 36th chapter when he said you have profaned my name he, he said because you have profaned my name he said not for your sake do i this, do i this but for my name's sake
0: uh-huh.
5: not for your sakes do i this See, he still delivered them. He still had a plan to deliver them because they were his people. But he's like, okay, y'all acting stupid, and y'all got me looking crazy. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and be who I said I am and do what I said I can do. But I'm only doing it because you have uh, uh, profaned my name. So I'm not doing it for you. Even in the scripture, he said, don't get it t- twisted. Not for your sake do I this, but for my name's sake. That's why he did it. He had to make sure that his name stayed supreme. He had to. He had to. Otherwise, otherwise, we were presenting a false gospel. We were presenting a manby-pamby God. And you're like, uh-uh, ain't nothing manby-pamby about me. So, and we still have not moved past that. We still have not moved past that. we still presenting a manby-pamby thing. Why do you say that, brother? Cause Because we still... Are 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 being bullied by Congress by different entities. Um, we, we are being bullied by homosexuals. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Now, why do I say that? Because the homosexual, the LGBT community, came. Together, hear me, hear me, hear me, because it's a message, it's a word in this. Them brothers and sisters came together and created a movement that is unstoppable. You can say what you want. You can be opposed to it all you want to. But their mission has been save Period. And it's a period at the end of it because they're in every movie, they're in every sitcom, they're in every uh, 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 organization, they're in every uh, company, they have a space in every company, and they dare you dare you to come against their right. Tell me, my, my people of God, tell me, when is the last time you have ever seen the body of Christ come together like that? You tell me, Very interesting. they got consequences, huh? Huh?
3: I just say, very interesting. Huh? True Very interesting. Yeah.
5: Tell me You tell me you tell me, you tell me when, when you've ever seen the body of Christ come together like that. You tell me the change that the body of Christ has made in the earth. All right now, my brother, you tell me, anybody, I, I, I dare you to call in. I dare you to call in. And refresh our memory no, only, no,
0: of, no, we only, of the movement of the
5: only, body
4: of Christ That has shook up no, the nation together, They come together to attack You know whenever Whenever somebody And this is this something that's always caused me concern Whenever somebody in the body of Christ Goes through a scandal or they're falling Then all of a sudden You got every member in the body of Christ Weighing in on this or that And and to me it, it, It's such an aversion of scripture Because it says those who are spiritual." Restore those who are weak in a spirit of humility, least your own self fall. And again, it's because we have excluded the primary principle of the law, and that is to love thy neighbor, to love thy neighbor as thyself. When we love each other, and again, it's because our, our perception of what we believe is a religion and not a kingdom. The, the the church, you say, why can't we have them come together? That's exactly what the church is. It's not just meeting in, in buildings here and there. The church itself is the body of Christ together, believers. And when you call it the church, it's when the ecclesia comes together and we come to speak on things that are relative to us and relative to our commission. But we don't do that because, again, in many instances, and I cannot hold people responsible for what they don't know, they just haven't been taught right. And so, again, you have people who are in Islam who are more committed to their faith than believers who are committed to the kingdom of God. Because again, but, but again, but way.
5: again, let me interject right here. Let me interject right here. But again, you said yourself, you said yourself that, uh, uh, it's our responsibility. We, we even reference right. the scripture. Yeah, we not been taught, but you also, you also, uh, said that the scripture said, you didn't say the word said that, uh, we have no need for no man to teach him. Why is that? Because once we would want, here, hold on, let me go back. The book of Ephesians lets us know that since you believe, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Now, with the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, you have no need that no man should teach you. But we still have to acquiesce to the Holy Ghost. We still have a responsibility. Yes. So I can't even I I can't even uh I can't even put that on, you know, we ain't been taught right. Yeah, we ain't been taught right. Okay? I mean I've been there. I've been there, but what I do, I got in the word for myself. And then when I begin to recognize the error, I begin to be able to shake that off and say that ain't what the word says. See, but yes. if if I don't take my rightful place if I don't take my rightful place and uh, stand therefore having my loins girt about then I'm going to be sifted as weak see we I'm so sick and tired of passing the buck I'm so sick and tired of passing the buck I have a, I have a word that um, God gave me to preach. And I'm going to just tell you the title of it. I'm not going to tell you where it comes from. None of that. I'm just going to tell you what the title is. God gave me this about four days ago. The title is, Obedience Save My Life.
0: Huh.
5: Obedience Save My Life. See, obedience is better than sacrifice. It's our responsibility. When we take the position of, uh, like we have from the very beginning, it's that woman you gave me, God. See, we don't take responsibility as believers. We just need to grow up. We need to grow up, man. That's the bottom line. Grow up. Grow up. This is your God. That's your God. This thing is personal, man. And I learned that by hearing the story of Hezekiah. When the word came to him that he was going to die. Bro, they said, you about to die, bro. You need to get your house in order. He said, the Bible said that he turned his face to the wall. See, what happened was he began to reflect on his walk. So he said, wait a minute, Lord, I've tried to do your will. This is what he told me. That's one translation. One translation said, Lord, I've tried to do your will. And it said that with that statement, he got God's attention. And God sent the prophet back before the prophet could even get out of his yard. The Bible said before he leaves, he left the court. So that's before he could get out the man's yard. When he put his hand on the gate about to leave, the Lord said, go back and tell him I'm going to ask 15 years. Why? Because it was the personal relationship that he had with the Lord. It was his his. The responsibility that he showed is serving him he reminded him man I've been serving you I've been serving you with with fervor not I ain't got it all together no but bro, i've been serving you I'm your servant and i just let it it's it, it just like that i'm going i just I'm just gonna die. Nah, no, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I ain't going for that. It's like Jacob that wrestled with the angel. See, we just we just too quick to receive what the world is dishing out. We are too quick to say, oh well, you know, well, you know, they said we can't play at school. We just quick to be like, okay, well, we can't play at school. Well, well while the the Muslim is. Every time he's supposed to pray, he go to the bathroom or do whatever he need to do. Don't care who watching. He do what his convictions say. This is what I need to do. This is what I'm supposed to do as a Muslim. I've de- I've I've I've, uh, I've decided to do it the Muslim way. Come hell or high water. I've decided to do it the Muslim way. We don't do that as believers. We don't decide to do it God's way. That's why we in kingdom. Because kingdom says whatever the king said, that's what it is. No, we got our own ideas. That's why we got churches on every corner. Because they got a new idea. And they said it's supposed to go this way. Where the Bible is saying something totally different. We don't do and it God's we the That's why we're not kingdom. It ain't got nothing to do with nothing else. That's why I always you make know it very clear. I make it very clear on the regular. On the regular, I make it very clear that I love what God loves, and I hate what God
0: hates.
5: Period. Period. I ain't on that Bambi pamby stuff, bro. I ain't wishy-washy. I'm, I, I just ain't. I ain't scratching my head unless it, itch. and I ain't dancing to no song unless I like that song.
4: But you know, and God the DJ. If
5: if if the Lord put the song on, then I'm all over the floor. Yeah. I just you we just got to get out of this, man. We got to get out of this, or we are we gonna continue to fall fast? We falling fast as a body of believers. We've fallen to, let me get back to uh, what Seth said he wanted to talk about because it just came in my spirit. Thank you only Ghost. We've fallen to the uh, social media thing. It's churches that have died to social media. It's churches that have given members a, um, an excuse not to come to the edifice. They, that's all they've done is given them an excuse to stay in the bed and watch it on their computer. When the Bible said, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but so much the more as you see that day approaching. What day? The day of judgment. Man, does it not, does it not appear to you that we are in the we are in uh, we are in, in close proximity to the day of judgment. Does it not? I mean, come on, Stevie Wonder to see this for real. Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, as the manner of some is. We're supposed to come together as a body of Christ. We're supposed to do that. Why? Because it encourages us in the faith. We're supposed to encourage one another, but we well, we're too busy. Uh, we're too busy competing. We're too busy competing. We can't preach. You can't. Oh, you can't preach like Bishop and So, uh, Bishop. Bishop. Oh, he about to. He about to. Uh. 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 uh, uh, uh it, or, ordain him bishop. Oh, he about to be a bishop. Oh, he an elder. Oh, for real? an elder? He an elder and, and, and sleeping with three or four
0: women.
5: <laughs> but he an elder. But you know what, Purcell? Purcell?
4: You, you, yeah. mentioned, you, mentioned a few, you mentioned a few minutes about this thing of ideal. And what I've noticed... Think of is, what? Again, uh, this thing of ideal. You know, what's the latest ideal? What's ideal? Um, being a person you know, my academic education basically was in church history. And there is a line of thread that I have observed through my study of church history all the way up to the present. And that is that the church is often altered to progress or to uh, fall backwards based upon particular movements. And especially if we come into the 21st, the 20th and the 21st century. What propelled the church forward was certain movements that came along in the church. There was the Azusa Street Revival, and all of a sudden people became aware of the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and, and, and what followed on the line of that was the um, Word of Faith movement, and then the charismatic movement. When we realized in the charismatic movement as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to the 20th and 21st century was our brightest day, because believers became aware that as when we became born again and spirit-filled, we were endowed with gifts of the Spirit of God that God wanted to use as a form of witness to the lost and to other people. And, and all of a sudden, there was this big thing push for people to begin to operate in the gifts of, the, of, the gift of God for the purpose of ministry. And we saw a great growth coming to the body of Christ as a result. And what was on the heels of that was was most devastating effect, which which took us backwards, not forward, was the prosperity movement. And so, even when you see when the apostles are asking the Messiah, when will you at this time returning to us the kingdom of Israel? They're looking for that next event, that next thing to happen. And Seth, this is the reason why I come. I don't have no problem sitting down talking with brothers. I love these brothers, but I just would not attend their churches, and this is why. If the Holy Spirit is doing something in the earth, and we're supposed to be attuned to the Holy Spirit, we're supposed to be those like the children of Issachar who knew the times and know what Israel ought to do, but yet they're missing it, it's not the Most High who's missing it. It's the people who are missing it. It's not the Most High who is not speaking. It's the people who are not listening. Because as a result, the people have developed strongholds because their objective and their agenda is not kingdom-oriented. It's actually world-oriented. It's more world-related, wanting to be successful in this world, in this life. And that is the particular mindset and worldview of 99% of people on the planet. That's just the reality. But when it comes to what the Most High is doing right now, because he is only going to bless and anoint what he's doing, he's not going to anoint your plan. He anoints his purpose, and his purpose has been spoken for in prophecy. And he says that this day in time, when we go to Ezekiel 37, 38, he talks about the regathering of a particular people because all of this is coherent in concordance with the end-time events of his return. So when the world and people who call themselves to be representatives of the Most High, when they don't hear it, it causes me a concern because, again, the viceroy of the kingdom of God, the one who calls the meeting, the one who calls the political gathering, it's not man. It's the Ruach Kadesh. It's the Holy Spirit. And if your ears have become so dull of hearing that you cannot hear speaking about the most of, the, the most uh, monumental event that's happened in mankind since he was on the planet and you don't hear that, why should I tune to you with anything else? Huh? Seth, 15, 20 years ago, when you was at ORU, you heard it, and you were teaching the message. And at that time, it was somewhat premature. But since that time, Seth, how many people do you know now who are now teaching and preaching the same thing that you were teaching and preaching 20 years ago, my brother? Yep. 20 years ago, actually it's been longer than that, I was at Oral Roberts University, and we used to talk about this issue, and you saw it then. So what's precluding them from seeing? But I've come to this point that I do not expect them to do that, because I have great hope for the future. And I know that the scripture says that all Israel shall be saved. So I have great hope, and, and, and those who shall be saved who will be some of the great evangelists that the world has ever known. I know, Seth, in regards to hip-hop and so forth, I do not give up hope because I read a scripture that says that at some point in time, he's going to send the spirit of Elijah, and he's going to return the hearts of the fathers back to the sons and the sons back to the fathers. I take great, great, great faith and joy in that knowing that it's coming. I had to get off the phone call a while ago because I thought it was an emergency. It was my nephew telling me he's expecting a child. And when I got off the phone, to enter, he said, the reason I called you and told you, I ain't told nobody else, is because you always gave me a little bit of wisdom. You, were my, you became my mentor. I gave him nothing but the kingdom. Nothing but the kingdom. So Seth, don't think your labor goes under, go, goes in vain. The labor of love and which he's shown towards the saints, you are doing what you're supposed to do. You're on the front line. You're doing something. And my story, and I'll conclude with this about David and Goliath, is when David took down that giant, the commander of the army did not have to say, "Attack." Israel went crazy, because you know why? They saw the courage of a 17-year-old. Your life has to be more about it has to be more than just the accumulation of things. Your life has to be more about a quality lifestyle, a quality of living. Your life has to be more about you and your family. Because all things do work for the good of those who who love him, but those who are called
5: according to his purpose.
4: It says, many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's the purpose of the Most High that shall prevail. And to everything there is a time and a season. A time to be born, a time to die A time to rejoice, a time to weep A time for peace And a time for war And right now We are at war For the souls of mankind And we are at war With the most formidable opponent Known existence to mankind The enemy But when we are hidden in Christ As Seth started out this show When we are hidden in Christ Know the authority that has been given to us and the power that extends from our very being, even he himself, is no match from any one individual of us. Because when he sees us, when we walk like that, when we're in the spirit, he don't see us. He see Jehovah's shot. And Jehovah's shot is so cold that when they kicked Satan out of heaven, the father or the son didn't move a finger. They say, Michael, take care of that. And guess who Michael is the chief angel of the people who he is assigned to for his existence? Israel. I think I'm done for tonight. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. Thank you again, sir.
3: Well, I know that all y'all didn't get all that. So just remember, you can rewind Elishua and Purcell. Purcell went on a rampage. <laughs> You can rewind these brothers. I just didn't say much. I just sit back and let them go at it. That was profound, brother. And I know you know that, but I, I'm just saying, Elisur, that was very good. That was very good. You know what's crazy? Just to let Thanks, y'all know. I you know. the Most High. No, I I pray the Most High. I appreciate
4: it. Yeah, and,
3: and, amen. Uh, this is the third time I had read about... I was in my car this is all this all started with david don't 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 take lightly what purcell said and what ellis brought up first by david let me tell you all why real quick we prayed at the beginning of the show for the father to really speak and sometimes i just think we have too low self-esteem to believe that he can do that through mortal flesh and through us with all these issues and some of y'all think y'all know us because you hear a black man, you feel some, some, some of us are too familiar with each other, and we just don't believe that the Father could use it. But let me show you how real this show is. It all started on my Friday, which is Friday night, Saturday morning. On the way back Saturday morning, I heard somebody talking about Goliath and David. He said, I never understood this story. and He started talking about why they was fighting in the first place. And he went from a very. He said a lot of things I never thought of the story. I said, "Man, I never heard of David and Goliath like that." This guy was talking about, you know, everything Elishua said and Purcell said. He was just going behind the scenes and talking about the 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 the, uh, the path that was a that was a standstill. They couldn't fight. They 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 was like they stood there for two weeks staring at each other because, you know, of. He was breaking the y'all, I'm trying to think of the time and really wrapping the show because we're over and we try to stick for two hours. So I'm trying to give you out a short, short version. But make the long story short, right after that brother explained that, another minister came on the next day. He talked about David and Goliath. When I went to church, if my pastor's listening, he talked about David and Goliath, and I didn't tell him nothing about this. Then on the way home, I think picking up Arlene today, I heard another story. Some sometime today, I heard another story between Dave and Goliath. I forget. I forget when. I kept saying, this is, but "Why is everybody talking about Dave and Goliath? live?" Is this some kind of? Is this a cert? Did it happen this this month? Thousands of years ago. I I'm serious. And then when Ella Shore brought it up, I was like, I started to say, I really am going to hear everything he's about to say because truly. The father has inspired him to talk about this story. Then Purcell comes on and says, that's my story. So, y'all, do not underestimate what you've heard, the angles you've heard. I can't repeat it all. Again, we do have rewind on these shows. Go back and listen to everything because, truly, they was inspired by the father tonight, and they probably don't even know that. I mean, I'm sure they know that, but just just how much. It's all week, David and Goliath. That's all I've been hearing about. So, Elisha, you probably know that. Purcell, you probably know that. So, let me get y'all's finals in less than 30 seconds, y'all. we got to wrap up. So, why don't you go first, Elisha, since you just went, and then, Purcell, you finalize the show.
4: Well, 30 I'll, say, seconds. I'll end it by saying this. I'll end it by saying this, that today, I really had no idea what the show was going to be about. That's why I called you to make certain we are going to have a show this evening. And of course, and the reason why I called because it's a show, my thing always is I'm asking the most high, okay, you know, what is the issue today? What do, I need to do? what do we need to prepare? What do you want the people to hear? What have you? And I got nothing. And huh. when I was talking, and then that story of David and Goliath, it's like it came to my spirit, and then I went on to something else. Holy Spirit no, no, no. You wanted to know what I want to say. I want you to say this. I need you to address this. And the significant point about that is to everybody, please don't lose sight of the point I was making, and that is this. Is that Seth started this show, is 500 shows plus now. And he, yeah. thought, and he started the show on a word that he received from the Most High. Talked about five smooth stones. And if you go to the site, he'll break down what is, in, what is implied by the five smooth stones and what each individual stone represents. And the thing is, is that that is prophetic. And it's prophetic, again, in this sense of saying that we're at an hour where there's a standoff between Satan and the kingdom of the Most High, and the service of the kingdom of the Most High. And a lot of you are looking at things, and we hear a lot of complaining about what we see. But guess what? Some of you are David's. And some of you need to look at the situation. You're concerned about hip-hop? That's a cause. You're concerned about pedophilia? That's a cause. You're concerned mm-hmm. about the poor and oppressed? That's a cause. David said, is there not a cause to fight for? Uh-oh. Mount up, soldiers. It's time to fight. Y'all have a blessed week. Love y'all. Yeah, I'm kind. Oh, well, love you, you brother. Ticked.
3: Love you, brother, and really appreciate your gift tonight. Just know that, if ever, definitely tonight. Thank you. Uh, Purcell Porche, final words, brother. Keep in mind, brothers and sisters, he's at work, so I don't know if he even heard me. Priscilla, if you can hear me, go ahead, final words. Or you, or you can unmute me. He's probably got me muted, but we can't hear you right now, Priscilla. Well, brothers and sisters, I don't know. Okay, you. okay. I'm here. I'm sorry. Go right ahead. Go ahead, right ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. Y'all. Listen, uh,
5: my final words are simple. uh. Um, Yeah, that was was pretty awesome about that David and Goliath thing. Um, That's just really a passionate story for me because um, I feel the same way. I feel the same way he did, especially when I look at the
2: microphone. Hmm.
3: Purcell, we can't hear you.
5: Okay, I'm sorry. That's the same way. I feel like, David, when I look at the body of Christ and I see what's happening and I see how uh, this is what I understand, and and, and and I don't mean to talk about uh, um, the, the homosexual, the LGBT, be people, whatever it is, I don't. I don't mean to talk about that so much, but there's such a lesson in that. The foundation of my marriage comes from the book of Book of Genesis, uh, the eleventh chapter, the fifth and sixth verse, that said, when you get any, any two or more people on one accord, working toward the same goal, there's nothing they can't do. Now, that's not talking about the believer. Listen to what he said. Any two or more people that come together and are on one accord working toward the same goal, there is nothing they can't do. Well, the LGBT community showed us that. The sad part about it is that movement is an abomination. It's an abomination. It's against the word of God, the plan of God, and the will of God. It directly opposes. But they came together and are now a mega movement. My issue is the same as David. If I were the David of today, I would be standing on a mountaintop across from a valley from the LGBT community and saying, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? That operates against our God, folks. This is Purcell Lindell Porsche. I'm coming from, coming to you from uh, Salt Life Ministries out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, where we we believe in bringing the saltiness back to the believer through rightly dividing the Word of God through kingdom principles, period. And I love you guys. Uh, I am just passionate about the will, the way, and the plan of God. It's that simple. I don't hate nobody. I got the love of God in my heart. I got the Holy Ghost living on the inside of me, and I'm just passionate about what God is passionate about, and I reject everything God has rejected. And that's that's my position in a nutshell. And I love you guys,
3: and it's not a thing
5: you can do about it.
3: That's beautiful, man. That was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Appreciate you, brother. always know that I'm sure the people really got... Earful tonight from you, and I appreciate you make working it out at your job, man. You know, for you to do that on your job is really there's a lot about your devotion. But person more important, I appreciate the word that you and Brother Ellis share tonight. I would kind of let y'all just run with the show tonight, and I appreciate y'all's labor of love tonight to the people. All right. So hopefully everybody will just see these brothers on Thursday, and hopefully some more co-hosts will join us, or maybe these brothers, maybe some other other co-hosts. We'll see. But Thursday we plan on doing another show Uh, Purcell, uh, thanks again I'm going to go ahead and meet your your line And Ella us And uh, as Purcell said I agree Love every single one of y'all And there's nothing you can do about it Again, we'll see you on Thursday And don't forget Sundays also We're trying to do shows I know I didn't do one this Sunday Y'all have to bear with us I'm, I'm having a hard time getting these shows back together Like we had a month ago So anyway, this is Bizzle long time coming check this out y'all i love this show i open up with this song i'm going to close out with it because truly a change is going to come we mean that it's not just some cliche i mean how can a change not come when the father is in control of our lives and uh he is molding us every day as we submit to him how can a change not come truly be ho- have hope brothers and sisters i hope this show have brought some hope yes there was an exposing of some wickedness inside the body of christ uh, but you heard hope. You heard hope through the story of David and Goliath. That was inspired of the Father. If ever something was inspired of the Father on this show, and I'm telling you, I've heard it four different times this weekend, and I haven't ever seen, uh, never had it to work out like that. Where I've heard some four different times, and then it pops up on the show. I don't think I've ever experienced that before. Anyway, good night. Enjoy this last little message of hope.
2: It's been a long They said I only got 15
1: seconds. Time coming, but i know I take it. Let's go. Lord, I'm feeling so misunderstood, they acting like I'm bad for trying to do something good, I'm reading all the hatin', it's twisting my stomach up, I'ma love them past the hatin', let them know you love hood. you told us love the orphan, these kids ain't got no fathers, grew up playing cops and robbers, now they dodging cops and robbing, our babies getting murdered while they still inside, they mama's feeling like we lost them, and it's kinda like my job to find them, and they so used to hearing lies, they feel like I'm lying, they think I'm trying to Shine, but inside I feel like I'm dying, society left us behind, they were tired of trying, you can save them, but they keep denying that they try to rhyme, some deny a void, some fill it with a drug, that's only temporary, what they need is your love, I see a change coming, I gotta say something, it's just a medicine for pain numbing, let's go, uh-huh. The hate is plenty The world is on your shoulders I know the weight is heavy, I work a 9 to 5 I feel your pain if any In it for the money, dummy, I ain't made a penny This for your kids and mine, Gotta reverse the damage It hurts to fathom how young we letting the hearses have them How many kids would be alive if it wasn't for them so throwing up a thicker gang sign You tell me if I'm lying, straight up, that's real talk You see the ground, that's real chalk These teenagers get built off, the big shit like still talk And they can only learn but we teach em, if it's only 15 seconds that I'm getting, I'ma reach let's go!
0: Somebody
1: gotta stand up for the change. I know you want it. Does anybody want it? Ain't you tired of the same old things? 'Cause I done been down every road that you can take. Now I wanna know where it leads to change. I've been there, done that, down, jump